This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Your In Good Company, a podcast for like-minded people who want to learn to make smart investment decisions. I'm Maddie, I'm here with my good friend Sophie, and today we are recording live at Melbourne Central in Melbourne CBD, and we have got some of our community members here watching us. Hello, Maddie. It is so great to be here and meet some of our YIGC community members and be a part of FOMO Friday's campaign in Melbourne, getting the city back up and running again after many a lockdown in Melbourne. But before we start today's episode, we'd like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respect to the elders past and present and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. So, Mads, today is a big mixed bag episode. It certainly is. <laughs> we thought we'll do, in a special location, we'll do a bit of a special episode, something a little bit different. Exactly right. Yeah, so we're going to be doing lots of different things on the show today. We'll be talking FOMO investing stories, some from us, some from our community, because we've all been there, right? We've all been there. <laughs> Debunk some jargon, break down some finance terminology, and build up a bit of a glossary. And last but not least, we've got some suggestions for our white. IGC watch list. I've got a pretty good one. What it I'm you better get ready. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but first off today, we want to introduce a new concept to YIGC, and it's the idea of having an investing vision board. Ooh. <laughs> Investing so, vision board, I like it. So as we've mentioned on the podcast before, investing isn't just about investing in stocks or ETFs. It's about connecting with greater themes and conversations that are going on around us. So the investing vision board is all about adding people, books, companies, podcasts, events, themes, whatever you want that interests you at the moment that could assist you on your investing journey. So full disclaimer, we don't actually have like massive boards up in our room that have like all our investing <laughs> icons. Don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie actually started this podcast with an investing vision board, let's be honest. I did. I actually went to Officeworks and bought one of those like chalkboards oh. and put up like episode one, episode two. I remember when you sent it to me and I was like, okay, Sophie, good work. <laughs> oh gosh, we're having a laugh about it. But Mads, what is on your investing vision board. Yeah, absolutely. So for those who are following YGC podcast on Instagram, you may have noticed that I have recently become a little bit obsessed with Twitter. Yes, you have. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'd never really used Twitter before. To be honest, I never really understood it, but I recently dug up my old Twitter account, which I created in year eight for the sole purpose of following Justin Bieber. Oh my God. (laughs) So I followed one person and it was Justin Bieber. Anyway, 
Um, my favourite Twitter discovery thus far has been the female lead. Yeah. And this is what I really want to chat to you about today. So in their own words, the female lead is a platform that acts as a campaign that celebrates women's stories and showcases the lesser-known successes of women in order to support and encourage the next generation. So good one to follow, really. Exactly. So I think my favourite thing about investing, we've talked about this before, is the way that it really connects you to the world around you, to inspiring leaders, businesses, global events. And the female lead has just introduced me to so many cool stories of really fascinating and inspiring women and really cool businesses. Yeah. I think one of my favourite stories so far has been about the mental health app Calm um, when it pledged its support to Naomi Osaka offering to pay the fines for any player punished for opting to avoid 2021 Grand Slam media due to um, mental health issues. Yeah. So, you know, I just think the cool thing about investing is that you can really tailor it to your interests and I am loving following this website um, and this Twitter and getting heaps of really sort of inspiring stories and ideas and really having to think about how I can how, what it means for the future and how I can sort of position my investment portfolio to benefit from that. Cool. I like it. So what about you? What have you got hanging on your bedroom wall at the moment? <laughs> it's all hanging up there. Um, well, mine's, yeah, a little bit different, but on my investing vision board, I have a woman called Mimi Wu. Uh, Mimi is a CEO and co-founder of a company called Myanmar Recycles. Cool. Because you've been to Myanmar, right? Yeah, I went in 2019 with a couple of friends. So cool. Yeah, it's such a cool country. But um, one of the things we realised there is that there is, you know, a lot of pollution and a lot of waste in the waterways and on the streets. And the reason why uh, Mimi is on my board is because she started this company, Myanmar Recycles. And I think sometimes it's really cool to have, like, people that are doing local things in their countries but like solving larger global problems yeah nice so Myanmar Recycles is a company that turns um, plastic off the streets into little plastic pellets that can be resold to like manufacturers and then create into other plastic products so it's kind of like that whole recycle um, system I guess (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah she's up there because I feel like you know sometimes we know about all the big companies and all the big you know people we've mentioned like people like Kathy Wood a hundred times like those big people but sometimes it's good to have people up there that are looking more at like local solutions and yeah so she's just inspiring so I've got her on my vision board today very nice well those are our two ideas for our investing vision boards but we know that there are heaps more out there we want to know where you're finding your information and your inspiration. So please join our YIGC Investing Podcast discussion group on Facebook. The link is always in our show notes or in our Instagram bio. And tell us where you go or what you read. We really want to know. So that leads us nicely to our next segment because we got all our information from our Facebook group and the Broader Equity Mates (laughs) Facebook group community. So our second one is FOMO investing stories for FOMO Friday. Naturally. (laughs) Maddie, what is FOMO investing? Well, it's all in the name really. It is the fear of missing out on gains that your friends are making. So you invest in the stock as well. Now, we put a call out to the Equity Mates Network to find out your best or worst FOMO stories. 
But uh, I think one of us should go first. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. (laughs) What's your best slash worst FOMO investing story, Soph? So I have a friend who wrote up this great thesis for a stock and he sent it out to a couple of people to read through. And I actually checked my emails the other day. It was Monday the 21st of September 2020. (laughs) And the line in it was, if things go well, I claim full responsibility. But if they do not, you made your own decisions. (laughs) That is such a classic. I feel like this is a thing with these FOMO investing stories is it's always someone saying like, well, you know, if it goes well, you'll be sorry. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I didn't personally buy into it. Wait, I'll give some background. So um, the stock when he sent that was five cents. Mm. And it's it is a real penny stock, that one. Penny stock. And it was a medical company. And I personally didn't have the risk appetite at the time to buy in. Yeah. As you know, I was trying, I'm trying to add more like ETFs to my portfolio, a bit less. De-risk. Yeah, less risk because I've already got like lots in there that's risky. Um, I didn't have the money to buy it. So I just left it. Yeah. The stock is now worth like 40 cents. Oh, ouch. Which doesn't sound like a lot. But if you put some like figures on it, like if you bought three grand worth, let's say, of this stock at five cents, yeah. you'd, knit, like, you'd have like... 20 to 25k now ouch ouch (laughs) so that's my FOMO investing story I didn't buy into the FOMO and buy it but I've got FOMO right yeah right so you resisted oh yeah yeah I was gonna say you resisted but now you've got FOMO yeah now I'm like I should have done that but anyway (laughs) what can you do in hindsight hey so Mads what's your FOMO investing story oh mine's a bit of a classic uh, Mine is Afterpay. Now, (laughs) so if you got onto this very early on, I'm very jealous and I basically got hectic FOMO. So I had been watching Afterpay for a while and I used to work in like the lending space and, you know, so credit cards and car loans and things like that. And I sort of was just watching the buy now, pay later sector and I really just believed my investment thesis was there that there was going to be government regulation coming in and this buy now, pay later thing was just not going to last. Yeah. So then when COVID hit in March last year and the afterpay stock price crashed, along with everything else, to be fair, (laughs) but there was all this commentary at the time around how you know, the buy now, pay later sector, there was going to be regulation. And I was like, yep, knew it. Finally, it's happened. Like, it's, ne- it's like, never going to recover. Sophie, exactly. You're going to lose all your money. And I, I remember sitting there looking at the share price in Google being like, no, this is, this is, this is it. Anyway, as we all know, after pay happened, it went back up. It kept going. It kept going. And I just kept got progressively upset <laughs> that I was not in, in the buy FOMO. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, and I just wanted to be a part of the buy now, pay later story, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so when Afterpay hit $87, <laughs> which is still freaking good. I mean, it's done okay now, but yeah, I do think it was a little bit high. When Afterpay hit $87, I finally decided that I'd had enough and I wanted to buy in. So I did. I decided that the pain of watching it go up was going to be less than the pain I would feel if it crashed. Watch it go down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's mine. But we did want to bring our community into the naming and shaming of these, didn't we? (laughs) Yes, we did. We can see them there all yelling. So we reached out to the broader equity mates community and we have some that we just had to bring in. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of a lot of crypto related responses, of which I found very entertaining. But so if I've got a selection of my favorites, I want you to rate these out of ten for FOMO. So one being like, I regret not having a second coffee this morning. Like, yep. you know it's a regret, but I'm okay. We're still here, we're still talking. Yeah. And ten being 
I regret not knowing about compound interest when I was 18. Right. I don't know what's worse for me. Because <laughs> no, if I don't have a second on. coffee, like that's a 10. I would compound be here today. Interest. Think about the interest. <laughs> Think about the gains. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right, so number one, Alec, one of the hosts of our Equity Mates Investing podcast and Get Started Investing, a.k.a. basically our boss. Yeah. Uh, he confessed to resisting buying crypto for so long and being really proud of himself for staying out of it. Well done, Alec. <laughs> proud of you. Until <laughs> he eventually caved right at the peak of early 2018. He'd stayed out of it all that time. He finally got in and then he had to ride it a long way down through the winter of 2018 and 2019. Yeah. So, Sophie, FOMO ranking? Well, one, does he still hold it? Because yeah. Because right now, like... I mean, I don't know, but I'm guessing he probably does. If he still holds it, then I'm going to say that's not that bad. You've missed your second coffee because good on you. You're probably a billionaire right now, Alec. Stop complaining. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) So Matt says, I bought shares in a biotech company a few years ago and he says that he did it purely based on the fact that my mate at work did. He calls his mate the reverse Warren Buffett because he reckons that everything he buys plummets and everything he sells goes to the moon. (laughs) So he says he knew this stock really wasn't on the cusp of doing anything great, but he had to buy it anyway. And he said, and I love this, that the last straw came when his mate said, don't blame me when I pull into work car park driving a Ferrari. He says, following up, that, by the way, we both still hold the stock and my mate is still driving a 2016 Corolla. (laughs) Oh, God. Biotech company. Maybe I'll give that in the middle somewhere, like a six. Like, it could do something, but you're still driving. potential. You're still driving a Corolla, which is still a great car. So, you know, you're doing well. We love a Toyota Corolla. (laughs) <laughs> All right, the next one, we we had a few Afterpay stories, which makes me feel a lot better about my own story, to be honest. So Thram bought 1.5K worth of Afterpay in 2017 when it was $7 a share, and yeah. he sold it when it hit $35 in 2019, quote, thinking he'd done a Warren Buffett. <laughs> but there's another one, Charlie says, and I think this might be my favourite of all of them, I bought Afterpay at $3 back in the day. Sold half when they doubled in price and got to $6 and sold the rest at about $17 to fund my Europe trip with Afterpay now at $130. She says, I could have had a house deposit if I'd held on to them. Like those both suck because like obviously it's so high now, but you also went on a trip to Europe. So True. like, <laughs> and there's a lot of stocks that would never double in price. So really, you've but done like, well. imagine buying it at three dollars and then seeing one hundred and thirty. Oh my god, it would be hard. So that's up there. I'd say you yeah. know you're, you're missing out on your compound interest up there. <laughs> nine, eight or nine. When you're comparing it to a house deposit, it, yeah. it's rough. Yeah. All right, we've got a couple more. Eric said, I started dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin about 18 months ago, about a coffee a day kind of budget, purely based on FOMO, and he is in the black, which is great. He says, though, I invested in Doge just before Elon appeared on Saturday Night Live, purely based on FOMO, and I am well and truly in the red. (laughs) I have a friend that did that, I think, (laughs) and she is well and truly in the red as well. Ouch. (laughs) So I would say, you know, don't buy Dogecoin based off, you know, hype, (laughs) and that's your own fault. So your rank is about maybe seven. Gosh, hard, hard hitting here today. So that hard is your hitting. own fault. That's your own fault. Don't buy into crypto because of Elon Musk. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have one more for you. Michael said, and this is a pretty good one, actually. 
Michael said that when he first started investing um, in 2019, he used one of those practice sort of fantasy investing apps where you don't actually invest real money. So you can kind of put money in. It's like a fake stock market and you get to see how it goes. Yep. So he did that. And his number one pick was Tesla, which at the time was $220 a share. And when we last checked, it's $680. So he didn't actually have the stock. He fake invested. He fake invested in Tesla. That's a 10. We're ending on a 10 there because that is really bad. You should have just put the money in. That's really painful. (laughs) Not that we're condoning, like, you know, just putting it in. Like, you've got to go with your risk profile. Yeah, true, true, true. (laughs) It still hurts. That really hurts. I feel bad. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Michael. So we've got some classic stories there, but we want to know, tell us if you disagree or if you think Sophie's been a bit too lenient on the FOMO rankings. Or too harsh. Or too harsh. (laughs) We will put these questions up on our Instagram and you can find us at the tag at YRGC Podcast. Find us there. So now we're moving into our next section, which is a bit of terminology. We're going to get your finance lingo up to scratch here. We are welcoming in our producer, lovely Sasha. Welcome, Sash. Well, she might just, she, sorted. she might need to get herself sorted. <laughs> Sasha's a bit slow this morning. <laughs> Too many red wines last night. <laughs> she doesn't even have a microphone, so she can't respond. <laughs> All right, so... How this is going to work is we are going to hand over to Sasha now. We are turning our computers away from us and Sash is going to do a bit of a quiz. So Sash, please in, tell us how is it going to work? Maddie, put your computer away. <laughs> Maddie's going to give me her computer. Okay. I'm so excited. You guys are doing so well. I'm really excited. So, are you surprised? <laughs> not at all. So as you said, when I was a bit slow to get going, um, I also snuck into typo which is just next to us here because I thought like when you're playing a game you need a prize so I have yes. here a miscellaneous Ooh. looks like a mug it's wrapped <laughs> um that's ruining the illusion <laughs> but it is an very audio- clearly a wrapped mug <laughs> it's an, it is an audio medium so I'm okay with you describing that for the listeners at home that there is maybe something that is mug shaped so this is what you're fighting for today cool okay so what we're gonna do yeah is i'm gonna read a term yeah and i think just to just to be kind on the microphones we're gonna go on um like hands up okay so whoever gets their hand up first and thinks that they can define um whatever this topic is now um full disclosure I don't really know much about finance, so I'm relying <laughs> on the notes to grade you. Okay. Um, so if you want to take up anything afterwards with me, then that's fine. Okay. But um, my judgment is final. All right. Okay. So I'm you're really set. nervous. <laughs> I'm really nervous. So yeah. So whoever gets the most, and out you of- can see my. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no cheating. Yeah, I know. No looking. Okay. God. So whoever gets the most, you've got one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, seven. So it's odd. So whoever gets four, first to four, is going to win this mysterious door prize. (laughs) So mysterious. What could it be? Nervous. All right. Are we all set? Are we all ready? We're all set. Yeah. Okay. The first term is Sleeping Beauty. What? I don't even want to put my hand up. I don't know what that is. Investing. Is this is a, that's not that's a hand up. A hand. So, this is a hand up. Okay. This is a like. Oh, maybe sorry, is answer. this an investment term? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Okay. According right. to you guys. Okay, Sophie, hit me. What's Sleeping Beauty mean? Like a company that's like not doing very well, <laughs> potentially. Um, 
define not doing very well? Like, not doing very well. <laughs> maybe like if, if you were, like maybe if you're more specific and we're pointing to, they're just like the the people maybe, in charge aren't taking it in the right direction. Oh, excellent! Oh, nice. That um, a profitable company, usually a startup. So I'm marking you down for that with impressive assets but bad management. Oh, come nice. on. That's yeah. a point. That's a so, point, right? I think, is that a point for Sophie? <laughs> oh, oh, the crowd is oh, split. Oh, the crowd's saying okay. no. Yeah. I'm giving you a point. Yes. Okay. okay. Let's go. All right. This one, I hope one of you gets this, because otherwise maybe we need new hosts. <laughs> no pressure. All right. Market capitalization. Oh, that was definitely Maddie. Thank you. <laughs> didn't even try. I'll be in trouble with work if I don't know this one. <laughs> All right. Market capitalization is a way to look at valuing a company. And if I give you how to actually figure it out, it is the number of shares that a company has in total times the share price. Okay. I, I think that that sounds right <laughs> to me. Do you want me to read the definition that sure, you've given us here? It. Okay. The, a way to value a public company commonly called a market cap. This refers to the value of the company <laughs> on the stock market. All right. So one each. One yep. each. Okay. All right. So what is a unicorn? Oh, that was a photo finish. Who was it? Sophie or Maddie? Sophie. Uh, Sophie. The crowd says Sophie. So come on, loyal fans. (laughs) A unicorn is a company that's not public and it has a valuation of over one billion. Like there's heaps of tech unicorns coming through. For the second, for like a bonus point that doesn't count, can you give me an example of a unicorn? (laughs) Oh, there was one in the paper the other day. I know one. (laughs) Maddie, can I get a bonus point? Uh, Wait, let me give you a chance. Um, I don't know. A cloud guru. Canva. Yes, oh, yeah, very good. Cool. Or Calm, which we've spoken about as well. Oh, I was yeah. going to say Canva's a great one. Because is Canva public? No, no it's private. that's private. what a unicorn is. I know, but I was just questioning your ability. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's a women-led uh, unicorn. Business. So yeah, we're Melanie even... Perkins. Uh, Melanie Perkins. Even, is that a bonus point? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little liberal with my points yeah. here, I think. Yeah, Maddie, you don't get a point. Okay, so what are we... <laughs> we're at two and one. Okay. All right, all set. What is... A moat. That was Maddie. I shouldn't make noise. (laughs) A moat is um, the ability of a company to maintain their economic advantage. Oh, very nice. Sorry, their competitive advantage. You said competitive, but I'm going to take that. It was made famous by um, the investor. We've already mentioned it. Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. It was. And it's... (laughs) Buffer. If he came to Australia, he'd be was a buffer. (laughs) Was it? He definitely would. (laughs) Um, so just like a castle having a moat to protect from enemy invasion, it's the same concept. Nice. Yeah, I really like that detail. Medieval like history. Just <laughs> the dragons come. Your economic security is good. <laughs> awesome. Okay, I really want to know what this time is that you've given me. So I'm actually asking this for my own interest. Mm. Define big uglies. Oh, Sophie. <laughs> big uglies are like big old ugly companies that like don't do good things for the world okay like so for example can you give an example yeah i don't want to example a company and call it ugly no i mean like so an example could be they have really bad environmental yeah like you might say like an oil company or something yeah Yeah, bad environmental impacts i'm just really impressed with your teamwork here you're not really (laughs) i thought you were gonna doesn't mean that's your point (laughs) i thought you were gonna really lean into the competitive (laughs) spirit here but obviously not Um, other people we've got to make sure we describe it properly exactly (laughs) you've got to give everyone the good terminology i mean you've pretty much nailed exactly what i've got written here so I think I think that's a point for Sophie that Maddie assisted with All right. significantly. 
All right. Um, we've got two more. What is free cash flow? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll I'm going to go with Maddie because that was... Sophie just half went up very enthusiastically and then had a very concerned look on her face. I don't know how to define it. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm going to say it's like the residual cash flow that you have from a company's, like, operations. So it's yeah. like after all its expenses, it's like yeah. what cash is actually generating. Yes. Amazing. It's the residual cash a company creates, the cash produced by a company through its operations, cool. minus costs. Minus cost. Um, yeah. Nice. There you go. Okay, we've got one more. All right. This is another one I want to know the answer to. I'm really curious. Oh my God, I'm really nervous. What is cockroach theory? <laughs> I what? actually have no idea. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, wait. I'm going to have You're going to have a stab. I'm going to have a stab. Okay. Cockroach theory. So cockroaches, when you have one cockroach in your house, <laughs> you have a lot of them, right? That's like the way cockroaches work. Isn't it? You're telling yeah. the story. Yeah. I mean, hey, I like if you see one cockroach in your house, you're like, oh, no, I know I have a nest of cockroaches right. somewhere. Yeah. So I feel like it must be like something, and we don't like cockroaches, so it must be something that's bad, and it must be a lot of bad stuff <laughs> that a company is going through. Do, Do you know what? think this is worth a point? <laughs> okay, I'm going to read out the definition, and then we can get some feedback about whether we think okay. that Sophie deserves So I was saying it's a lot, of, a lot of bad stuff. A lot of bad stuff happening in a company because there's lots of cockroaches. Mm. Right. And what, okay, so cockroach theory is the theory that when a company reports bad news to the public or discloses it, there's usually a lot more bad news behind the scenes that might come out later. That's a point. It can refer to industry-wide suspicion. Just ignore that girl in the denim jacket because she (laughs) hates me. She has a vendetta against me. Are we going to award Sophie the point? Do we think yes? Half? A half. A half point. I okay. still win with a half point. Well, yeah, I but think... did I get my bonus point half before? Okay, we For can the share example. the mug. Okay, well, I think that... Um, <laughs> you can have the mug. <laughs> I think that Sophie does deserve the mysterious prize. Thank you. There you well go, done. Sophie. Oh, listen to those cheers. <laughs> Do you want to open it? Yeah, okay. Okay, excellent. Well, Sophie's... <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thanks, Sasha. I really like this. We will post Thanks. a photo of Sophie and her mug on our Instagram yeah, so you can check it out. YIGC podcast <laughs> if you've got your phone open and want to check us out. Yeah, and if you want to disagree with any of my voting um, systems or my point awarding systems, then, yeah, you can also take it up with Maybe me. you can reclaim the mug. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what, you don't like your gift? I do. I love it. All right. Well, All right, I might Sasha, um, your FOMO investing story. Oh, my story. FOMO investing story. Well, actually, I guess, like, I'm copying. I put money on Dogecoin oh, um, before <laughs> before Elon, Elon went on you Because <laughs> I was just like, surely he's going to make it go to the moon. But to be fair, I only put 20 bucks on. Oh, that's so all right. <laughs> it was more like, you know, a punt at the races yeah, than, like, nice. a nice. serious um, contribution. Thanks, producer Sash. Thank you, Sasha. <laughs> Everyone in the audience, give Sasha a big round of applause. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, fun time is over. It is time for our watch list. Yes. So a reminder, we are not licensed to give personal financial advice and we do not make and do not make investments decisions from a podcast. Our watch list is just to get ideas, to get you thinking outside the box about your investing. So Soph, what are you bringing to our watch list today? So my what I'm bringing to the watch list today is a bit of a theme um, and I'm bringing plant-based food industry Ooh, yeah very on trend to the watch list today we spoke um on our research episode a little bit about like when you are making investment decisions sometimes you can just look at like the world around you and yes. then make a decision that way and the reason why i'm bringing this on is because this year i've just tried to cut down my meat consumption a little bit more and what i've noticed in the supermarkets is so many like vegan options so coming true. through, like so many vegan meats and like falafels and like that kind of stuff i've also noticed at restaurants like yes. grills for example they're offering more and more vegan burgers like meat alternatives yes everywhere like even um i think it's called like madison 11 garden oh god i'm gonna butcher the name (laughs) 11 madison park i think it's like one of the best restaurants in the world it's in new york and that their owner the restaurant owner made the whole menu vegan it used to not be vegan at all yeah i think i saw this story yeah yeah after he saw like the supply chain of like the food industry after covid right yeah after covid yeah cool so yeah i'm bringing just the plant-based food industry in general there's a lot of different companies um in this space and i personally haven't looked into specific companies as of yet but it's definitely something that i'm thinking about a lot more Um, and yeah that's what I'm bringing to the watch list very good so question Mm. do you know are there any like ETFs that give exposure to this industry so we don't have to pick one in particular yeah I actually did a little bit of research about this Mm. and the only thing that I could find was a uh, ETF called vegan well it's V V E-G-N, um, which is listed. Good. <laughs> yeah, vegan. It's listed um, in the US. But um, although the description does sound like it might be, you know, that plant-based space and mm. maybe vegan products, it's actually only a negative screening uh, ETF. Right, which we spoke about on our sustainability app a couple of weeks yeah. ago. So if you want the definition for that, that's on the sustainability. But <laughs> pretty much it, it just means that there's still massive holdings of like Microsoft, Google, Apple, that have nothing to do with the thing. Yeah, interesting. So I haven't actually found any specific to like plant-based food and maybe one that's like positive screening for um, plant-based. Yes. But I think it'll become more common in the future. I think that's where we're potentially heading. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a really good reminder to check the holdings of your ETF. Yes. Because... Sometimes the names, like I don't want to say it's misleading because it's obviously you just need to do a bit more digging. And if you actually look at the description, you know, we can tell it's a negative screen. But sometimes you think it's not quite what you think you're investing in. Exactly. Now, Mads, what are you adding to the watch list today? Yeah, so my turn. This one piqued my interest after I listened to Emma Fisher talk about this stock um, on a podcast. We had Emma on our show a few weeks ago now, and she is really great. Um, so the stock that I'm bringing is REA Group. Yeah, which is 
So REA is a global online real estate advertising um, company. So if you want to sell your house, REA is definitely your friend. Yes. If, if you have a house. Realestate.com. <laughs> if you are or if you want to rent. Enough. They're on rent. You can buy, you can do rentals. So REA group. So Emma's investment thesis um, is, which I'll try and sort of relay today. It's really around the pricing power of this business. Yep. And um, what I mean by this is that the company has the ability to raise its prices increasing its profits but without losing customers in the process so if you think about a normal business if they start hiking up their prices people might just go elsewhere yeah yeah rea group has good pricing power so they have the ability to increase prices and not necessarily lose their customers i believe anyway (laughs) you believe that's your thesis (laughs) so for those lucky enough to have fulfilled the good old australian dream of buying a home uh, you might sell your house, what, once every seven to ten years? Yeah, like not that even. Yeah. Not, it's not very frequently because, you know, you're unlikely to be buying and selling homes regularly. And because of that, you're not really going to know what the current price of marketing is. It's not something that you're engaging with on a regular basis. So if you go to REA Group and they turn around and they say it's $3,000 a fees, it's pretty hard to know if that's a fair price and yeah. if you can go anywhere else because really – what alternative do you have? You know, Emma puts it quite perfectly. It's got a moat. Yeah, it does. Well done. <laughs> Your face when you realise that. <gasps> it's got a competitive advantage. <laughs> but so Emma put it really nicely and she said, what, what's the alternative? Are you going to stick a sign in your window? Of course you're not because this is one of your biggest assets. Like you've got so much money invested into this home. You're not going to skimp on marketing and maybe not get so the best true. price that you could. That's so true. So really it's worth spending all that money. So that is what I'm bringing to the watch list today. REA group. We want to keep an eye on. It's on the list. (laughs) So we just wanted to say a massive thank you to all our community members who've come out to support us today. I don't know if you can hear them in the background, but they're cheering. (laughs) It's been so fun to come here and do this live and meet you guys and interact with our wonderful listeners. We would love for you to share the podcast with your friends, colleagues, acquaintances, anyone who you think might enjoy or benefit from the conversations that we are having. If you haven't already, please like or subscribe on your favourite podcast platform or all of the platforms. You can go and do it on all of them. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram at YGC Podcast and join our Facebook discussion group where our community members are asking questions, sharing ideas every day and just discussing what's going on in the markets in general. That is YGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You're in good company is a product of Equity Meets Media. All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of You're in Good Company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the EquityMates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In a spirit of reconciliation, EquityMates Media and the hosts of Your In Good Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people together. 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.